Monumental changes are coming to the surface of the moon today. Hear why NASA and Sephora are teaming up for the ultimate makeover. And later, if I substitute Greek yogurt for milk in a muffin recipe, what do we think happens there? From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical. We're here to take your mind off things by focusing on the news for once. So stay with us. Big news out of Cape Canaveral this morning as multinational cosmetics chain Sephora has officially landed the coveted government contract to give the moon a fresh, fun makeover, beating out core competitor Ulta to lead the $200 billion project. OPR science reporter Rebecca Neal joins us now from the scene. Welcome, Rebecca. Good morning, Leslie. Now, Rebecca, I remember the moon from way back when I was a kid, so it has to be getting up there age-wise, at least 70 if I had to guess. Why all the hubbub now? Since SpaceX's draft. Dragon launch, NASA has been recently partnering with more companies from the private sector to tackle their large backlog of projects without the massive bill. Right. Here's Jessica Wilbur, senior beauty advisor at the Stones River Town Center Sephora in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, who will lead the astrodermatologistical mission from the ground. Y'all, I can't tell you how pumped I am to lead this historic mission. We at Sephora are hard at work developing a personalized skincare regimen for the moon because we can't stress enough that beauty starts with healthy skin. The moon tends toward the dry and cracked side of the spectrum, so we're going to start by gently exfoliating the surface with a natural sponge, then hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. We'll be sending my best sales associate, Jamie B., and some astronaut on a preliminary trip up there next month to test the topicals I'm recommending on a small patch of the moon to make sure it isn't allergic to any of the ingredients. Hey, hey, she just said topicals. That's sort of the name of the show, which means I get to take a shot. I hope you all at home working behind the wheel will join me. Come on, Rebecca, down the hatch. What? No. Come on. Mm. Woo! Oh, God. Oh. <coughs> mm. Mm. Now, Rebecca, as I'm sure you're aware, I'm a natural beauty who doesn't even regularly wash his face. So can you tell us why something like this is so vital? Uh, well, experts say it's not so vital so much as it wouldn't kill the moon to put a little effort into its appearance. As far as trends go for both people and intergalactic bodies, scientists just want the moon to look a little more natural, the best moon the moon can be. NASA hopes the transformation will re-stimulate interest and investment in space travel. Well, I for one am definitely interested. Hubba hubba Europa who, am I right? <clears throat> so is there anyone who can put in a good word for me? Um, I suppose lead engineer Thomas Danes would make the best lunar wingman. Danes's team will be directly responsible for keeping the moon on its strict skincare regimen once Jessica lays out a plan. The moon has suffered a lot of sun damage in its 4.53 billion years, so it's important to tackle the foundation before launching into the cosmetics phase. Here's Danes. The technical challenge here is finding a balance between durability and tenderness. These titanium mega rollers need to roll over the entire surface of the moon three times a week, maybe less during breakouts, without aggravating the moon's surface. First, Demibray will exfoliate gently with a konjac sponge, incorporating a rotating clarisonic skin brush as needed to wipe away dead rock flakes. Next, Tonertron spritzes on a tightening agent, followed closely behind by Porous's hyaluronic serum dispersal unit to soften the craters. Finally, Moisturizer Rover will lightly dab the vulnerable surface with 7,000 SPF daytime protective lotion to make up for the lack of UV-blocking atmosphere, as well as an age-defying repair cream to rejuvenate its dark side. The ISS will be instructed to blast the moon with a gentle foaming cleanser and rinse with warm water twice daily. Wow, I feel like it won't even be the same moon anymore. Well, this mission is 
about more than surface-level beauty. Here's Jessica again. Does the moon need makeup? <laughs> of course not. The moon needs empowerment. Right now, it's only glowing once a cycle, and if a little highlighter around the edges of its craters can change that, where's the downside? We're going to help the moon see how beautiful it is, just the way it is, no matter what phase it's in. Girlfriend, let's contour those craters instead of covering them up. See, when this project was initially introduced, the overwhelmingly male staff at NASA only brainstormed alterations like blonde lunar hair extensions, 10-mile-wide fake eyelashes, and even the possibility of crater-averting breast implants, without any consideration for how those modifications would affect the moon's skin tone, surface texture, and self-image. Yeah. Yeah, all guys think they want one of those gussied-up moons when really a low-effort natural beauty will do the trick. When the moon hits your eye like you see with your eyes, that's amore. Well, speaking of eyes, Sephora has also subcontracted Fenty Beauty to develop a massive carbon-neutralizing eyeshadow palette and series of projectile lip tints that will allow the moon to cultivate more of an every-night look. And how long until she's ready? She? <sighs> Jessica assured us that once they get into the routine, the whole process should only take about 20 moon minutes, which will of course pay off for the rest of its existence. You can't put a price on beauty, that's for sure. Oh, one last thing, Rebecca. Did they say how far out we regular Earthbound people are from being able to fuck the moon? Rebecca? Yeah, whatever. I don't need Buzz Aldrin's sloppy seconds. All right, coming up on the topical, we check on my muffins. Stay with us. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Space may be the final frontier, but Mother Earth is still capable of nurturing us with plenty of horrible news, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Here's what else you need to know today. Good news from the Food and Drug Administration today, as they've indicated they're still on schedule to fast-track a cure for the side effects brought on by the fast-tracked coronavirus vaccine. U.S. health officials are confident that they'll be able to have an effective treatment for the end-of-year vaccine before the end of the year. And more bad news for the U.S. Postal Service today, as Postmaster General Louis DeJoy announced that the USPS will need to continue removing mail sorters from all post offices around the country again after a postal worker in Raleigh, North Carolina, fell into one, was flattened, and then was mailed. Well, better safe than sorry. No word yet on where the postal worker was sent to or if a return address was included. And finally, a tragic new report out today has found that over 60% of Americans will one day sit in a chair without realizing it reclines. Such a terrible missed opportunity. Which is why I'd like to take this opportunity to remind all our listeners to always remember to check for a handle, either on the side or sometimes under your chair, or you could get caught sitting upright when you could have been lounging. Please, don't become a statistic. 
And that'll do it for The Topical today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to The Topical wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to tune into tomorrow's episode where we'll have a story on the science behind what happens when you put expired Greek yogurt into a traditional muffin recipe and ruin the whole goddamn batch. We'll see you tomorrow. 